Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. And welcome back to the Whitetail Wednesday 2021 Whitetail Wednesday. This is going to be, I guess this will be episode number one, week five. I believe we'd be in week five right now of really, what or week four? We'll call it week four. Um, we're kind of always a week behind. So my goal is, if you're listening to this, um, I did this episode last night. I'm going to try and keep them coming as quickly as possible, um, try and get up to speed. If you've listened to previous episodes, if you've been following along on the Instagram, it has been a little hectic. Um, my my hunting season has been absolutely crazy. It's been amazing. Um, but I haven't been able to get kind of down to a rhythm, which I usually like to for the fall months and my fall deer hunting. So um, it's kind of coming a little bit late, but it's better late than never. So we're here with the Whitetail Wednesday again, and my goal for this Whitetail Wednesday is every week I'd like to have um, either someone on or even messaging in Instagram, Facebook, email, it doesn't matter, wherever you can send me a message with regards to what the deer activity has been like in your area, I think this is something that we can all kind of help each other out with. Um, We can kind of use tactics and tips and uh, things that we we shouldn't maybe do at a certain time of year and we can help bring information together just by sending a quick dm Um, if you want to chat on the podcast all you need to do is send a message tell me that you want to be on and what i'm looking for is a five to ten minute segment of a little bit about where you hunt and you know the signs and what you're seeing per this time of year so um, briefly before I dive into this week's episode, uh, I just wanted to share a little on, I did get lucky at public land again, uh, last week. So my first, my first outing, and this was on last Wednesday, I believe. So this is the first sit I had since I got back from moose camp and I went to a public land spot that I'm familiar with. Uh, I went there last year after, totally screwing up my tag situation with uh, the controlled hunt. I ended up hunting this public land spot last year and had an absolute blast. It worked out. I did two different uh, sets at two different properties, both public, and one fared out for me quite well on my last day of muzzleloader. So super excited. I thought, you know what? Let's get back out there before all the Ontario pressure gets to that bush again, and let's try it this time with the bow. So I managed to get out there. Um, I got out there at about 3 o'clock, found, I wa- walked through a little bit, I walked through about 300 yards, and found some some great sign. I actually ended up looking at a, a the map and found a swamp that I had wanted to sit by, this nice body of water. Um and I'll kind of touch on how I hunt through these next up and coming weeks and what, what kind of things I'm looking for. But this particularly, this hunt, I wanted to hunt just specifically water. It was a rather warm day, 17 degrees. And this is the second deer I've killed this year in 17 plus degrees. So 
Um, I wanted to be around water, and this time of year I wanted to find rubs and scrapes. Scrapes are something that kind of goes on all season. You'll, you'll hear and see posts where people are talking about community scrapes. These community scrapes are deer coming in, scraping up a small area, and there can be multiple deer on the same scrape. Now, these deer will urinate in these scrapes. Um, glands from their hoofs will be in these scrapes, and they will use it to kind of show who is in the area. And it's generally... From what I've read in my studies, it is generally different deer and deer that do not hang around in the same bachelor groups that will touch a community scrape. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that and how one could really tell. I mean, there's tons of reports out there, and that is just something you have to kind of read amongst yourself and kind of find your own reports and, and find your own truth. So I found some, some rubs, and why I wanted to really you know, focus on hunting these rubs and not so much scrapes was that these rubs are, the deer have a, a gland on the top of their head and they're putting their scent on these trees. They're marking, they're making dominance and they're marking that this territory, it could be theirs. It could be close to their bed. Um, you know, it could just have a habitat that they want. Um, could be a healthy doe population in that area. They know that they're going to pursue it once it comes to this time of the year, that peak. And that was the one sign that I wanted to find lots of. So as I worked my way around 300 yards in this bush, I'd found a few sets of rubs, you know, some that were maybe two weeks old, some that looked to be two days old. And then I kind of got to a couple that looked like they were a few hours old. So once I had found a couple that I really liked, um, there was a community scrape close by as well. I picked a tree, sat up in it. And by the time I got set up, as about 20 to 4. Um, I had made one kind of light to start out rattle with two grunts and uh, no response other than the squirrels, of course. Squirrels hunting this time of year are, you know, we they're, they're squirrel deer. Kind of like when you call something a stump deer, a stump moose. It's like kind of like a stump squirrel, I guess. So all I called in was squirrels. Squirrels for... The next 20 minutes it felt like an eternity but I lay down one more rattle and I think my first rattle had maybe picked out this buck out of bed this rattle had brought him in so burly and so puffed up I was able to get my phone out get my binos out see if this deer is something that I was interested in harvesting and he made his way up to a licking branch where he had made a fresh scrape and a fresh rub and totally thrashed up the tree. Um, once he had got to that point, he was 35 yards, and he proceeded to walk just around me a little bit more, and he'd got into 10 yards, totally bristled up, giant body on this deer, a great-looking rack for something on the wall, and I thought, you know what, this is absolutely incredible that I get to be on this piece of public land again and have such an opportunity like this again. Came to full draw, let the crimson talon and the killing stick set up, roll, and from 10 yards to 25 yards, that buck was laying down at 20 after 4. So in just a quick time span, it didn't take long at all. I hunted the sign, I made the appropriate calls, and it all came together for me. So I'm super excited that I was able to put um, a second tag on that 
and uh, I mean freezers are filled at this point between my moose hunt and the, the spring bear and I've I've got lucky with two two bucks this year so it's it's been incredible like I said it's I just I'm in awe over how this fall hunting season has gone I mean it's it's not every year that this happens that's for sure but the years that it, it does and the years that it will hopefully going forward um, are definitely something you don't want to take for granted so that kind of just leads me into the Whitetail Wednesday and what is going on in your area. So I've got a few messages about what's happening, and I think we all kind of know that, you know, the rut is here. Every year, the rut happens at the same time, and it happens right around that November 5th, 6th, 7th is probably our peak rut. And these these does are going to be in heat for or estrus for a little while. The bucks will start doing all kinds of crazy things. And... One thing that, well, there's a lot of things that I really want to say is don't be letting your guard down just yet. And what I mean by that is still hunt as if you're hunting day one. As if you're hunting day one, you're hunting the winds, you're hunting with good scent control. Um, you know, you're going in early and you're still calling and you're still, you know, you're, you're being on the top of your game. You're not letting your guard down as they let theirs down. Um, I think still wind and scent control are probably two of the biggest things. Having the wind at your face upon entry and when you're leaving, if it's at your back, you're going to get out in and out just perfectly. And I think that's going to be absolutely detrimental to your hunt. Now, one thing I can say that I, I really noticed in the past two years that does not matter is the camo that you wear. If you want to go out in blue jeans, go out in blue jeans and plaid. Make sure your scent is good. Make sure the wind is good and go hunt it. Report to me that you that you were able to do it and hopefully you had some success because that would be real cool. Um, lots of people are kind of paying a little bit more attention to all these new camo brands that are coming out and I think it's something that's a little bit irrelevant as to you know being successful at this time of year. So we're approaching peak rut. It feels that... Um, Obviously, the weather is going to impact this at when it really reaches its peak. It appears that the seeking phase has come to an end and chasing is begun. Um, for me personally, in my area, and I am on the southwesternmost side of, uh, of Ontario, um, 92 is mostly the area that I hunt, 91. Um, to me, it's it's been one of the slower years. Um, I haven't actually, I wasn't around to see the kind of the seeking phase at the beginning of the season when I usually would, kind of that October 13th to like the, you know, late October. Um, so I didn't really get to see that phase and I'm kind of seeing it now and maybe that's, you know, just because I didn't get to see it. That's what I, I feel as if I'm going through right now. But I haven't seen any chasing. Um, I'm still seeing a lot of the does and uh, fawns still together. Nobody's really broken up inside of the properties that I, I'm hunting. Um, to me, that it just it's it's the weather hasn't really kicked things into high gear yet, and I believe that's going to do so starting today. If you're listening today on Wednesday, I believe that's really going to pick up today, and for the next week are just going to be absolutely ridiculous to hunt. So make sure you're hunting your wins. Make sure your scent control's on. It'll go a long way. Um, I would still stick to hunting the sign. Hunting the sign can be important, 
but this is also going to change a little bit. So if it does not work for you, know this, that even if you're hunting a sign and you're not having something come in that you've seen on a trail camera all summer, it is the rut. Bucks are moving around all over the place. You might even bring in another buck just based on a light rattle from another property, a neighboring property. It's absolutely nothing for a deer to travel 15 plus kilometers in one day, especially if it's on a hot doe. Um, lots of deer are moving. I've, I've come in contact with three people in one night that have hit deer on the same road in southwestern Ontario. And that a little bit has said that there's, you know, been some chasing, there's been some pushing, uh, likely there is a few does in estrus, um, something that could be beneficial as well. This time of year is using an estrus scent, um, kind of making, you know, a, a little bit of a breadcrumb trail with some doe estrus to your stand would be highly beneficial and being there at the right time this year or this time of year is my favorite time to be sitting midday. I think the most action happens midday. The reason we don't get to see it is because we're usually not there. So uh, right now, if, you know, I'll start approaching the morning hunts a lot more and I'll hunt those mornings until about 10 or 11 and then get down, have some lunch. And perhaps I'll do that at a field edge where I'm not in, you know, the peak of things in case something else comes out to the field. I can see that if I have my jet boil, I'll use it at the field edge. And then I'll go back into a set. If that morning set was good, I'll hit hunt the same one that evening, or perhaps I'll move it and hopefully see more sign to another part of the property that evening. So still be on top of your game. I, I think, um, when I say let your guard down, I kind of like to, I'll, I'll utilize that a little more. I mean, if a west wind is a perfect wind for my property, I'm probably going to touch more into a north wind, northwest or a southwest wind, something that I can roll the dice a little bit more with. Um, bucks are coming from all areas, those, those typical patterns where you had them going from bed to food to drinking source. Th- th- those will change. And as we progress here, um, water is going to be crucial to hunt as well. I mean, these bucks will go into feeding again as the season kind of goes a little later on, but water is going to be where they end up right after this, the peak is finished. And what, if you're, if you can really only hunt a food source, what you're, you're going to be hunting is the does. You're going to be hunting the does because where there's does, there's bucks. So keep those things in mind and I think you can be on the path to success. I think this is going to be another awesome year. Um, There's a lot of deer going down as the weather uh, really starts to drop here. So I'm looking forward to uh, meeting new people and touching base with people, hearing all kinds of cool success stories, sometimes things that didn't work out. You know, I, I can learn from that myself. So I hope this was a little bit informative for you and keep those messages coming. I would love to have someone on. It was kind of last minute for me to throw down this tonight or yesterday night, I guess, if you're just listening. And I will have another one ready for next Wednesday. And that's going to cover from today all the way until next Wednesday. So from November 3rd to the, I guess that would be the 9th or the 8th perhaps. 
maybe the maybe the tenth. I'm all screwed up with dates, but anyway, you you know it's going to be next week. So that is the first episode of the Whitetail Wednesday for 2021. And I want to take a quick second to thank my friends at Crimson Talon Broadheads. They have been totally lethal this year. If you are looking to use an awesome broadhead as soon as this controlled hunt is over, check out Crimson Talon. If you're looking for a deadly arrow combo setup, use a Crimson Talon with a Killin' Sticks ventilator series arrow. Unreal. Love it. Totally... uh, hard hitting setup out of my bow this year i'm definitely not changing a single thing for next year i'm just ordering more broadheads and i'm ordering more arrows and i'm going to shoot the same setup so i'm super pumped on that and lastly it's been a while since i've been able to pull out a product um as i mentioned in my story if you're following along on instagram don't like to blame nothing on covid i don't like covid but it is hard to get materials it's hard to get products I would have loved to have this out before the controlled hunt really kicked off and the moose hunt. Um, But orange is a priority here in Ontario. So if you're doing a controlled hunt, if you're hunting bears um, during an open season with archery, you need to wear orange going in. Moose hunting, bird hunting in northern Ontario during an open rifle season, you need to wear hunter orange. OOP hunter orange toques are available. $18 for local uh, delivery or pickup and if you're looking for some shipping shoot me a dm i'll work with you we'll get something hooked up for shipping uh can post killer they're absolutely killing us on shipping right now but if you shoot me a message if you have purchased products previously you know we will get it done so those are available if you have any questions shoot me a dm on instagram facebook shoot me an email ontario outdoor pursuit at gmail.com And we will see you guys next week. Happy hunting and good luck to all.